What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and The Shiznit. This is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. And your hosts, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Red. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Kenda. Hello there, everyone. Good day, Weasel. Weasel. No Weasel. Where's Weasel? He sounds like Charlie Bell today. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Good day, Charlie Bell. Hello. No, the weasel is home uh, faking like he's sick. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really faking the he funk. He got the birthday flu. Right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> this motherfucker is like, oh, I'm not going in on my birthday. I'm going to call off. Right. Right? That's so real he, black of you, mm-hmm. weasel. He's, he's trifling. He's trifling. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, man. We hope you have lots of birthday sex. <laughs> Happy birthday, Weasel. And lots of birthdays. More yes. importantly, lots of birthdays. Right, right, right. This is the big one. So, hey, before we get into it, I got a quick announcement. Um, hmm. You know, I told you, Red Rock, we're always trying to branch out and do new things and explore and whatever, expand. Bring it to the people. So, right. Take it to the people. Take it to the people. Got to give people what they Gotta want. Give the people <laughs> what they want. Got to give them what they need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're trying to uh, do that. And uh, we have teamed up with Perspicuous Media. They're a black uh, media company on the East Coast out of Virginia. Uh, shout out to Perspicuous. And we have teamed up with them and their uh, internet radio station. So we we they stream our show. We're, we're basically in syndication now. I guess 100 wow. really is the magic number yes, for syndication, was, right? Yes. You, know? Yes. you know, so we hit 100 just like hey. the sitcoms, yeah. and now we're in syndication. That's what's yeah. up. So yeah, we're we're I'm gonna need my royalty check. <laughs> <laughs> Get to negotiating, Charlie Bell. <laughs> so in addition to all the places that you normally you know can listen to us, you now can also listen to us. On uh, Perspicuous Media um, being streamed like Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the evening and afternoons. Uh, I will come back with the exact times. I do have those somewhere and I forgot to uh, 
get those queued up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will tell you those tell nice. you that before the show is over. So yeah, so you can. Uh, it's pretty cool. They have uh, a lot of talk shows on there as far as um, like sports talk. And if you like something that's a little bit of, of a departure from you know the typical. It's ESPN, Sports Talk, whatever. I tuned in the other day, and I was listening to a bunch of brothers talk about, um, I believe the name of the show was called The Legacy Series, and they were debating about who's the greatest heavyweight champ of all times, mm-hmm. and they, was going, they had their list, and they was counting down and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was cool, you know, because we got to hear, I got to hear it with some different flavor, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, was, it was cool. So uh, shout out to Khalil DeBerry. He's the... The uh, the man over there running things, and uh, also shout out to Charm. She is one of the executive directors there, who I've uh, befriended on Facebook, and we struck up kind of a little relationship there. And she's she's really cool, really sweet person, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, you know. But uh, now hmm. on with the show. Yes, yes. Kenda. Yes, sir. Can I well, help you? Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well, well, before I before we get into what's been up with you since last week. Oh, oh, um, oh! I feel something coming. What's going on here? <laughs> that's what she said. Actually, it's funny you should say that. But I was going to you know you left your selfie stick over my house. Did I? Yeah, you did. You know, I have backup, so I yeah. didn't even notice, but mm. I do want it back. Well, you know, in, in my day, we called the selfie stick a dildo. Oh. So, you know. No, sir, Reba. <laughs> yeah, it was a plate with your selfie stick. I would, <laughs> I would never, ever let a nine or ten year old hold a dildo, okay? <laughs> and me and your child were taking pictures with that, so stop mm. it, Dad. Hey, I'm just. <laughs> what you do with it? At your house <laughs> is your business. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you ain't fooling nobody. Ooh, but know, no, baby, girl, what's, been, what's, what's been up? <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Not just knee deep. She was going knee deep. <laughs> yeah, she was totally deep. Right. <laughs> so, uh, what's been up with you since last? You know, week? I had the weirdest week to we- this week. I my focus had to go into. Um, I was. Um, testing i guess you could say for this rather prominent freelance gig and mm-hmm. i you know this is a new one that i've run into a lot of them will have you do writing tests and uh, on air check and those right, kind right. of things but this one um kind of tricked me and they said well we're gonna have we're gonna send you a personality test to see how you kind of align with our company's values creepy right right so it was a series of tests and they said it was like a 30 minute thing and my first set of tests they're saying it's a personality test and they're mm-hmm. like you have 11 minutes to answer 50 questions mm-hmm. and it was an iq test <gasps> <gasps> and so like I'm taking my time like well, I'm sure you did soon, gu- quite well with well that. you know what I only they they were like no one ever gets them all done I, I did horrible mm-hmm. I did horrible because I wasn't ready for an IQ test I wasn't right. not thinking in, that's not what it right was frame of mind. I'm thinking it's a, a personality test and I'm taking my time and then I'm like hold on these are like these, these are like problem questions and, mm-hmm. and solve this and sequences and what the heck. And then the personality test was crazy. I definitely know I failed it because they'd ask questions. Because you like, have a horrible personality? Yeah. I, mean, I guess like you so. Have a per- <laughs> How do you fail a personality if you have you know, a personality? You know, listen, listen, those trick questions on there, you know, do you feel like you know, bosses never give you a chance for opportunity or chance for raises? Kind of agree, sort of agree. It was never like a yes or no. You know, do you like to be the center of attention? Well, yeah, I do. But am I crazy? Like, you know, what's wrong with that? You know? <laughs> what's wrong 
with that. You're like, but so for I, the right amount, I will take a vaccine. There you go, right? So no, it was it was interesting, a little frustrating, but I'll we'll see how it comes out. I'm not. But that hopeful. sounds fraudulent. Like they didn't really I mean, represent. That right. sounds like a misrepresentation. I was angry after, and and I didn't. I I got through half the questions, and let me tell you, if I knew it was IQ test. I would have been moving. I would have been thinking in a different mind, and mm-hmm. I was mad. You would have been like, smart, well, yeah, intelligent, I smart. Like, like, that was insulting. I was like, I need a retake. Like, we need a do-over for this. Yeah, I, I was pretty angry, you know, after it was over. But, yeah, we'll see mm. how it goes. You don't want to work for those exploiters Thank anyway. You. Thank exploiters. you. Thank you. Charlie Bell. What's been up with you? Well, I've had an interesting week. Hmm. I, um, I guess this is Meet Hip Hop Legends Week because I had the opportunity through our fr- friend of the show, Nicole, took me mm. to see and meet... Um, Scarface on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Love Scarface. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought Love you were more excited. He was, it was Let so. It roll. Yeah. I really would have been excited had y'all called and invited a nigga, but you know. Well, she called me at the fuck last you guys. minute. I know, right? <laughs> it was a last minute. I'm going to pass the fuck you to Nicole because it was her <laughs> invitation. Right. And we let yeah. Nicole be in here last that, week in the that, studio. That was a, 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 That's how a, she treats a, us? a proxy fuck you. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch. But um, yeah, it was a good little show. It was real like backpacker but it was like a mixture of like the backpacker hipster kids mm-hmm. and then like the OGs like there was some velour sweatsuits yes, in the sir. crowd and some, <laughs> you know it was I mean what hey but they, everybody was partying right I right. mean and Scarface is one of those artists like you know he's you know a legend or whatever have you but then you don't really remember how many songs they had that mm-hmm. were popping and it you know remind you of your partying days and mm-hmm. it was just fun and mm-hmm. you know it was it was That's a good awesome. show That's and then really also cool. now in retrospect you kind of hear like when the Houston sound came out they borrowed a lot from the west coast the mm-hmm. LA sound mm-hmm. and um you know we put our our imprint got funk on yeah. It. yeah you know for sure oh yeah for sure yeah. for sure That's cool oh okay cool Dino. What's going on with you daddy yeah. Dino? well um I got uh, <laughs> I got uh, lots of Don Don shenanigans to update you guys on. I always love Don Don. Okay, we stories. need. Can, when are we going to get her her own show? She needs her, her own podcast. Well, yeah, I, I don't know about her getting her own show, but she has requested to be on this show again. So oh, she, okay. oh, I would you know love what? It. Next week is uh, Shiznit and Chill. Okay, so maybe she'll come on for the first you know five minutes be- oh my God, before it gets so too R rated, and then we'll kick her out, and then Perfect. we'll talk grown folk talk. Yes, okay. Tanya, but. Uh, yeah, so, well, first of all, you know, it's just pretty obvious now that she's the second smartest person in the house. Well. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just clear. The seven-year-old is just running things. She's the other day, she's sitting down watching some Nat Geo program as one, you know, it's one oh, yeah. of her she favorite channels. nature. My right, right. And so, my my dad sticks his head in from the kitchen as he does, you know, from, mm-hmm. what, what, you, what you watching, baby? What is that? Is, is that a lemur? Mm-hmm. And uh, Don Dine replies... Gampa, lemurs are indigenous to Madagascar. Okay, all right, okay. They are in the desert. Those are meerkats. (laughs) Not only that, and and lemurs are primates. (laughs) She was just so appalled, like, 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 oh man, they didn't teach you nothing in school. Can you you please get your phylum straight from your? (laughs) And my dad was like, "Well, excuse me." Ah, yes. Oh yeah, that's Don Don. I can see it. I can see it. She don't play. I was like, Don Don, don't be so rude, baby. Don't don't be so rude, okay? She's like, I don't have time. You know? 
Just the ignorance. <laughs> oh, the ignorance is just unbearable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so then the other night. Mensa member in the making. We're, yeah. we're, we're watching television, and then she pops her little head in. Mommy, Daddy. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, baby. Um, is the Tooth Fairy real? Pause. <sighs> okay, so put the show on pause. Like, oh, why? Why do you ask? <laughs> Pray tell. <laughs> uh, she goes. Well, I googled it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, remind you, Danya is seven. This is right, my right, seven year old, right? right? So I'm like. You Googled what exactly? <laughs> she said, well, I went to Google because, uh, and I put in, is the Tooth Fairy real? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she said, and then I got mixed, you know, mixed answers. So now I'm uh-huh. confused. Some answers said that she wasn't real. Some said that she was. And then some said to ask your parents. Wow. <laughs> so I'm asking wow. you guys now. Right. Okay. And I'm like, so I, I'd always decided that. It's it's you know it's cool and fun to go along with the you know mm-hmm. the, the 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 pretense. Right. But if she asked me straight out, You're I'm right. never going to straight out lie to her and say right. the two fairy is real, especially right. when she's asked me. You know, so right. I, I was like, no, baby, she's not real. Right, right, right. You know, and she's like, okay, well, okay, I just wanted to know. I was like, so <laughs> wait, though, I'm like, why did you, you know, why did you even decide to Google this or whatever? Right. Yeah. She's like, I just. She's like, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to know. So right. apparently it's something was fishy to her or whatever. And right. so, of course, I'm wondering, like, okay, how, how deep does this go? Does this, right. is this like, Claus, yeah, right, is Santa next Santa on the hit list right. or whatever? Right, Virgin right. so, Bees. So, <laughs> I'm like, and so what did you see exactly? She said, well, it took me to, to the Yahoo Answers page, and there was a bunch of kids, and some of them had put up, um, set up their uh, cameras and stuff and caught their parents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She's on some WikiLeaks yeah. right now. She's on. <laughs> she's they caught their oh, yeah. parents putting stuff under their, putting money under their pillows. So they said that, that it, yeah, that she wasn't real. You know, That's I was funny. like, interesting. I said, well, I said, you know, you know what though? I said, now that you know, no more money. Well, right. she was like, what? No, well, she didn't say anything. But wifey jumps in like, what? <laughs> I was like, you would have thought I said told her the two fairy wasn't real. <laughs> Like what? No more. I'm like, no. What's the point? I mean, like she right. knows it's like you know. There's yeah. The once they know, it's over. She's like, Danya, I would advise you He's not like, to the go. Jig is up. So she's like, don't don't go looking up anything else. Okay. She's like, <laughs> as you get older, you'll figure it out on your own. You shouldn't preemptively go and you know try to search this stuff out because you might be playing yourself. Well. She's like, you'll figure it out because you remember how that you thought the Easter Bunny was real and then you figured out that it was a person. She's like, no. She's like, what do you mean? No. She's like, I never thought the Easter Bunny was real. She's like, you didn't. She's like, no. She's like, well, what'd you think? She's like, I always knew it was a person in there. I mean, come on, mom. It's like a big giant rabbit with like, Duh. of course, a person <laughs> in there. She's like, I mean, primates, <laughs> wow. marsupials don't even get that large, and they can't even right, really their cognitive <laughs> processing capacity isn't even in at that late level where they can just hide eggs. But yeah, so the whole family is like all worried about her ruining Santa for herself, you know. Uh, so we went out to dinner with her auntie the other day and her and our and my cousin, and they're like, "Don't Google Santa! Don't Google Santa!" Oh great! Oh great! <laughs> and then she's like, "No, Santa's real," and we're like, "Okay, good." <laughs> She wants the presents. That's what it okay. is. She's smart. Yeah, she's, she's like, I'm not. Gonna. It's gonna be real till I'm 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's funny. Well, the fact that she went on 
the real lesson here is how unreliable the internet is. Because right. <laughs> any question you Google, you will find a yes, a no, no and maybe. 12 other mm-hmm. answers. So, there you go. So if anything, she's learning to uh, discern her research. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. That was... Um, Pretty interesting. I love the adventures Came out of, of nowhere. Two okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> she just straight busted Two Fairies game wide open. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, you put her on blast. <laughs> All the way. Like, bitch, you ain't real. <laughs> you know, and this is not the first time I'm telling you, Donya's been undercover because when we had um uh the Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. Don Don had that camera and was videotaping us on the she on the sure download did. and then threatened to post it on social yeah. media. Yeah. So look look out for that one. Yeah. That seven year old right that there. Yeah, she's hmm. a rough one. She's mm-hmm. a she's <laughs> He's nice with her. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's my baby. That's crazy. So, um, we have a really special guest today. Yeah. That is uh, just in time. You know, I mean, he's a uh, pretty... Uh, I mean, this is a good time to have him because coming off the heels of the popularity of the uh, Straight Outta Compton movie, mm-hmm. um, he, is, uh, he is a West Coast legend. Some call him uh, the... the uh, Archetype. Godfather of West Coast hip hop, even, mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's got a book out. But the, the, our guest's name is um, Alonzo Lonzo Williams. Yeah. So uh, let's give it up for Alonzo, and uh, then we're going to bring him in with our, our guest greeting. Alonzo Williams, welcome to the Shishness yes. Show, brother. What's happening, Big Red? Hey, thank hey. you for coming, man. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here, Doc. I'm glad to be here, hanging out. Hey, we're glad to have you. I'm very glad. Very, very glad. So Excited, even. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Really, really. So, Alonzo, um, let's start with your book. Let's, let's start with that um, and get that out there. Let's plug that and anything else you might want to plug. Because I know right. you have a radio show and you got websites. Because you are like the original Hustle Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, long before Hustle Man on Martin, there was Alonzo. Yeah. That's right. And Compton, who, yeah. you know, had 50 million jobs like a Jamaican. Yeah. Hustle and, Man uh, on Martin was modeled after. After Alonzo. Yes. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. And you know what's funny is... I've met Alonzo on a couple occasions. I don't know him, right? But I started reading his book, and it was funny because my impre- my impre- impression of him mm-hmm. was very right on. Because when I met him, and from I guess in from the little I knew of him from around the way and whatever else, I, I had an impression that he was a hustle guy right. and that he was always like trying to find like the next thing and always you know he had his hand in like a lot of different pots at the same time. And then after I, re- I started reading this book, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's him. That's <laughs> it. it's straight from the, that's, that's who he is. That means it's authentic. <laughs> so yeah, Thank so uh, <laughs> yeah, the name of his book is Not Without Alonzo Williams, as told to. Donna Shannon. Now, you guys get that? Not without Alonzo, NWA. That's, yep. that's it, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Everybody don't get that one. Yeah. 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 And before I NWA. start talking, I need to know two, one thing. Do I use my church vocabulary or my street vocabulary? Oh, you can, no, keep it real. Be you. Fuck right. it. Do Let's you. Go. There you go. 
<laughs> right. That's Let it. the church say amen. Okay. <laughs> say amen. <laughs> so tell people about your book, where you can find it. You can find it on Amazon and uh, wherever else they can find it. And well, look, the, the book is, uh, like you said, not without a line, so history of West Coast hip hop from my perspective. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the last past 20 years, folks been t- writing additional stories about me in their books or whatever the case may be. And it's always from, yeah, it's always from a bullshit perspective. You don't know what I had to do to get where we got. Okay. And uh, about actually about 10 years ago, I started pinning the book and uh, it was taking me forever. And when I was doing real good for a while and a very important character in my life and the book died, Roger Clayton from Uncle Jam's Army. Mm. When he died, it kind of took the wind out of my sail because Uh You know, me and Roger spent like 25 years fucking yeah. each other. Right. <laughs> it was like, uh, you know, like Roadrunner and right, right. Wiley Coyote. All the time. Okay, so I think I'm going to run out and do my book right. before he do his. Right. And he died. I'm like, well, I'm going wow. to write the motherfucker. Right. Right. And there ain't no fun in writing the book. Right. Wow. And, uh, you got then, the last word, though. Yeah. It was, it, I don't want to buy default, though. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, so anyway, I kept reading stories. And then somebody put a, Wiki, a Wikipedia page up on me, mm-hmm. and it made me out to be the worst motherfucker in the wow. world. Wow. Really? I sold Dre this raggedy-ass car that you know that was fucked up. And I'm like, hey, man, you wasn't even born yet. How the hell are you going to tell this story? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, I forget that most people don't even remember world-class wrecking crew in some, mm-hmm. some, right. some aspects, and they don't remember Dre's affiliation. Mm-hmm. And then I got worried about the book, I mean, the movie coming out. I said, you know what? I need to go and write my book now. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, it's going to be some shit. Right. It's going to be some, it's gonna be some shit. Mm-hmm. So let me go on and put my... Or it gets Hollywoodified. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I did it, and I finally finished it. My girl, Donna Shannon, she helped me write it. She's a professional book writer. I'm not a book writer. But I did, oddly enough, in high school, have creative writing. Of so I, I learned how to put my work, my emotions in the, in, on paper. And uh, it helped a whole lot. I never thought my creative writing class would ever help me in anything. Okay, right. and uh, I put my you know I put my story on paper, and I told it from the very beginning because what people don't realize is I just didn't pop up one day at twenty one years old right. on right. an eve after dark. Right, you know, right. I was a DJ long before that. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. probably DJed more sets, more parties in most in the average DJ in, alive. I've been doing this mm-hmm. since nineteen. Don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been DJing since I was eight years. I mean, 18 years old and that's a long time you know how old I really am that's a lot of damn parties <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing this since 18 and I've owned six nightclubs in the process so I played at all my nightclubs Fridays and Saturday nights right. so when you had that kind of record I mean I was I got I got hip to the pimp game a long time ago because right. I was being pimped right, right, right. and once upon a time I was, a, I was still a pretty good DJ for old school mm-hmm. I don't do all that scratching and shit but you know mm-hmm. when it comes to an old school party you can't get nobody better mm-hmm. and uh, because of that I was very popular mm-hmm. and uh, I've always I've always used my DJ skills to pay my bills <laughs> and Early on, I realized the promoters were getting paid big time right. promoting Disco Lonzo. Right. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I realized, well, what the hell? Why am I going to be pimped if, I, if I'm going to be pimped that thou pimp, pimp thyself? Right. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I put on my high heels and my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I made it happen. So, you know, that was the story. And I do believe that because of my early success as a DJ and a club owner, 
that inspired a lot of younger guys behind me. I mean, mm-hmm. Dre's like eight years younger than eight years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So he was from he grew up on my block, on my neighborhood. His family, I know his uncles and aunties, whatever, and his dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so all these folks were, were around watching me do my thing. And when it came time to him to want to do his thing, he came to the only person that he had access to mm-hmm. was me. Okay. And he brought Easy along in tow. Mm-hmm. So you know when when you read the book. And you realize I fell in love with DJing at 14 years old mm-hmm. at Campanella Park when they was doing sock hops. Oh, wow. Now, y'all know nothing about no sock hops, okay? <laughs> we read about them. Okay. I was yeah. like, hey, an ancient history class. Ancient <laughs> history class of sock hops, okay? Because the, the real players back in the day, mm. we wore street shoes every day. We didn't wear tennis shoes. Right. Okay? Right. We had to get dressed to go to school. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you danced in your Stacy's, you left marks on the floor. Uh-huh. So to keep the floor from getting marked up, they made you take your shoes off right. for, okay. the, for the dance. And they the called it a, in the gym. The they history of sock hop. That's, right. yes. that's, how, that's how you got sock hop. Method okay. of madness. Now we can okay. yeah. Everybody's shoes be lined up right. on the wall over there. And uh, you, you know, if you had a hole in your sock, you didn't go to the dance. Right. <laughs> you know, that was reason right. why you didn't go. And it wasn't but 50 cents maybe, of the quarter for a while. So that, that's how I got into the whole DJ thing. Right. I fell in love with it. And uh, if anybody knows anything about Compton, Campanella Park is only right around the corner from St. Albert's where I went to school at. Mm-hmm. And my first regular DJ gig was across the street from my junior high with all girls high school, Regina Chaley. Oh, yeah. You had motivation. To I DJ had motivation, too. baby. Yes. <laughs> I had motivation. Yes. Okay. You got disco lines up with all these girls and uh-huh. all these guys. And it was, you know, it was a hell of a thing. And shortly after that, my boy uh, from Uncle Jam's Army, Roger, he and I put together uh, a weekly gig, a semi-weekly gig over at Alpine Village right off the 10 Freeway. And uh, I was the primary DJ, although mm-hmm. with his set, I was the primary DJ. Mm-hmm. And because I studied uh, theatrics and all kind of good mm-hmm. stuff at El Camino College, I made a big sign that said, just go Alonzo. You were my a name. show man. Mm-hmm. I was a show mm-hmm. And I had I made this hat. It had a light on top of it. Hey. And all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what? I was laughing at a guy the other day. Uh, came to my spot. I still I own a club right to this day. I still mm-hmm. I still have. In fact, I still run what was once known as Eve After Dark. It's called mm-hmm. a loft now. Okay. And I had a party Friday night. Are you gonna invite us? You you always invited. Yeah. Yes, always. <laughs> right. I had a party Friday night. and I was asking the DJ. I said, "Man, why don't you talk?" And he says, man, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> You're like, have you ever heard of a hype man? Right. <laughs> I was laughing because. When I started DJing back in the day, mm-hmm. you had to be your own roadie, mm-hmm. your right. light man, your mm-hmm. hype man, right. your DJ, <laughs> yep. the, uh, uh, whatever else you had to do to you know to make it happen. But yeah. now you got DJs, man band. DJs to get paid. Yep. Then they got a hype man that gets paid. Right. You got somebody light man, get, light man that gets paid. I'm like prop man, yeah. right? Right. I'm missing a whole lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it just, it just uh, I felt that history had to be told because when I look at all the histories, all the different movies come out and books come out. They skip over a lot of times yeah. that we in Compton, especially South Central and yeah. L.A., we had a good time in the 70s and 80s. Sure. Okay, I was partying mm-hmm. in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I, don't, let this, don't let this just for me and fool you, okay? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't let the baby face fool you. Don't let this just for me and fool you. So I've been around for a minute. So, you know, um, I tell folks, I used to walk from my house all the way through Compton mm-hmm. and never had a problem. Right. We would go to dances and just party and walk home from the dances at night. Right. Just the other day, I got a call. A buddy of mine was driving home and got killed. Oh. You know, in Compton. Right. And so I got to wow. go to a 
candlelight vigil wow. for my partner, oh, another terrible. fellow DJ oh, wow. who got mm. killed in the streets of Compton. Terrible. And people ask me all the time, what was Compton like back in the day? Man, it was, it was cool. Right. You know, you didn't ride four deep. Right. You know, but <clears throat> as long as you had three folks and one ducked down in the back of the car, you was all right. Good. My wife, <laughs> both sides of her family are all from Compton, mm. like for generations. Okay. Oh, wow. So far, like, I'm like, okay. Your family, sweetie, don't they realize that Compton is not a sovereign nation? <laughs> you don't need permission from the king of Compton to leave. Like, you can just get up out that bitch and move. No, she's a Compton but, cutie. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, my mother and father. You know, father, what's they, funny about Compton, man, deep. and people ask me, what's the big deal about Compton? <laughs> Compton is one of those cities that, I actually, I live in L.A. right now. Mm-hmm. But I only live, like, that far from Compton, mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Compton's one of those cities where you can be a big wig in a small, big fish in a small, small pond. pond. Right, right. Okay? That makes sense. You know, in Compton, I've, I've ran two nightclubs in Compton, mm-hmm. Doodles and Skateland. I had Eve After Dark, which is right there on the border of Compton in the, in the Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I had a television show on Compton and cable. Compton Cable mm-hmm. for 15 years called oh, Issues wow. in the Hood. Oh, okay. And I know the mayor personally. I don't know the mayor of L.A. Right, okay? right, right. My chances to get next to him is slim and none. Right. I just talked to Asia Brown last week. She held my hand, you right. know, as we was talking. Right. You know, so when, you, when you're dealing with Compton, it's, it's more of a... It's a tight it's, connection. It's a tight, it's a, it's a tight, it's a, right. everybody in Compton know everybody else, okay? Right, right. It's like a big-ass Mayberry. Right. Okay, it's, a, it's an urban Mayberry. Right, it's like right. a big-ass Mayberry, okay? So everybody knows Mayberry everybody. Mayberry with flavor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Car- Barney Pfeiffer's running right. around. Carson's right down the street. Mm-hmm. I, I, knew, I know people in Carson, right. but I don't have the same connection. Right. You know, in right. Compton, I, you know, Centennial, if you went to we went to one of three schools, Centennial, Compton, or Dominguez. Right. If you went to St. Albert's, you had, you, you know, Enterprise right across the street. So you, it all, it's always, it's small enough to give you a small town connection, but big enough for it to be a city and have right. its own police department and all that kind of flavor. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It has its own flavor. So I'm very interested in the history part. What is, mm-hmm. what are the main, um, Things about the history that you want people to take away from your book. What are some of the things? You know, as I do interviews and I've been talking to people for years, what I realized, just like your daughter mm-hmm. and, the, and the tooth fairy. Right. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that I, in the first part of my book, I tell them, if you believe in the tooth fairy, Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny, put this book down now. Yeah, right. Just I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> just say <okay>? that. Because <laughs> if you think these brothers were what you think they are. Mm-hmm. You're sadly mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to diss them by no means. Right. right. They're just nice guys. Right. That had and talented musicians. For talented musicians that had a good idea at the right time. Right. Okay. And, but because of that, they've changed a generation. Right. right. Okay. And in the movie, it seems like I was a hater. It wasn't, I was never a hater. I was going right. to say that, that they, that, I think that was Dre who kind of <laughs> <laughs> who who made it look like that. But you know, I was going to ask well, you how you felt about. Well, a story needs conflict and then and ten right. It has. You know, <laughs> I had to be the asshole. Okay, right. if if being an asshole and the biggest Bible pick for 2015 is going to get <laughs> right. me on radio station to sell some books, yeah, I, I take that hit. Right. Okay. Right. I'll, I'll take that lane. And which character were you? Were you the gentleman was, who had the club? I was, the was club hiring owner, yeah. Dre at first, right. right? I was I was Dre's first boss. Yeah, and, and probably only boss. Hey, the truth. And they you tried, don't seem like him. He did seem like an. 
asshole. I'm being oh, real. You know what? Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Let me say something to you. What? I'm a Gemini. That's me right. Too. Okay. okay. When's your birthday? Okay. June 16th. June 5th. Okay. What are the two sides? Oh, see, I'm a Gemini. Mm-hmm. I can be as sweet as pie as you know you can too. Yeah. Okay. But when it comes time, you mess up with my money. Right, right. Okay. I can be that. I can be that guy. Okay. And understand this. Like I tell people all the time. When you are dealing with four young men, mm-hmm. okay, and no diss to nobody, but this is the honest to God truth. Yeah. I know Dre's dad, but I never talked to him after Dre came to work for me. I didn't know clientele. I never met clientele's dad. I never met Yella's dad. I never met anybody's dad. Mm-hmm. So I was the dad, the uncle, the boss, right, right. okay? So at some point in time... I had to make decisions that right. was the best that was for the betterment of everybody. Right. Right. Well, you were coming at it from a business perspective, oh, whereas they were young and right. immature, and so, they were trying to party exactly. and turn up and the whole night. Exactly. So when I say something, this is what I want because I know that this is what's best for us. Okay. Right. And the crazy part about it. The scenario in which ha- what happened in the movie never happened in real life. Mm-hmm. Right, of what you, you know, trying to um, discourage them from doing hip hop? Right. That it, one? No, right. It mm-hmm. never happened in real life. What happened in real life? Mm-hmm. You want to know the story? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what happened in real life, Dre's cousin Jinx, who was also in the movie, mm-hmm. did a song at Doodles called My Penis. <laughs> oh, Okay. Wow. Patterned after My Adidas oh, by Run DMC. Right, right, okay. Right. Now, at Doodles, unlike Eve After Dark, I had dropped the age limit down to maybe fourteen and fifteen, oh. which was which made me in a little bit more of a kiddie club. But because right. it was so big, I had I had room to feel. Okay, right, right. Because I was on Pi right near Piru in Compton, I hired off-duty police to right. be my security. Of course. Mm-hmm. While running around the club handling my business, I get a uh, I get called by the police. Hey, one of mm-hmm. the guys, cops, work a lieutenant working mm-hmm. for me. He says, Lonzo, come here for a minute. I says, yeah. So what's up? I said, look, man, I appreciate the money that you're giving me, hmm. but don't make me do my job. Mm, right. I said, what are you talking about? He says, your guy just did a song called My Penis well, for right. all these kids. Right. That's contributing to the delinquency <laughs> of a minor. minor. You can yeah. be arrested for that. Yep. And I got pissed at the level of no, the highest level of pissivity and jumped on Dre's <laughs> ass. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's where he. That's why I went off about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right. So th- they took that scenario. Right. Dr- took out. Uh, Jinx put an ice cube, right? Because ice cube, to be honest with you, never saw the inside of Doodles, right? And they made it seem like you wasn't trying to let NWA be great mm-hmm. at their. Oh, day. <laughs> look! When, the crazy part, and I saw the movie, and in I, I almost got mad for the first time right. because in real life, when Easy brought his demo into mm-hmm. my house. Mm-hmm. I was the only one that liked it. Right, you saw okay. the vision. I said, you know what? Look, man, at that time, uh, what's his name? My boy, uh, Biz Markey, mm-hmm. had made a record called Pickin' Boogers. Uh, <laughs> Am I lying, Red? No, you're not. He had a song called Pickin' Boogers. <laughs> wow. Right. And it was selling, he was making money. Hip hop. <laughs> Was at an all time. Mm-hmm. Was that one of them situations? I ain't going to say no. I ain't going to say no. I think it, it was a, in its infancy. It was in its infancy. <laughs> anybody rapping in front of a microphone had a shot at selling right. some records. It was in its yeah. terrible twos. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, baby. There you go. There you go. So when Easy brought it in, everybody, oh, man, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. And I'm like, hey, man, don't laugh. Stranger things have happened. Right. Okay. It's better than picking boogers. Better than picking boogers. Sure. Okay. So, you know, and I, I, when I saw this, I'm like, come on, man. Y'all going to make, you going to do me like that. But also, also when I saw Dre threaten, wonder what Suge, that's like, y'all full of shit now. Right. 
game. Yeah, for the shit. Okay. Well, I was curious to know um, because I'm I know you have legions of fans and people who've been following you for years, but there's a whole new group of people who may not know who you are that we're introducing you to out there. And so I, I would like you to just kind of tell us why they've called you the godfather of West Coast hip hop. How did you earn yeah. that name? And I'm curious to know two questions in one. If okay. I could get two for. What you think of where hip hop is now? Mm-hmm. How long is your show? <laughs> Not that long. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll do a part two. Right. When, when you look at my flow chart, mm-hmm. okay, uh, there was no hip hop in Compton before me. I'm mm-hmm. the one. That, I was the first person to ever owned a nightclub in the city of Compton for teenagers. Right. I brought Run DMC in. Right. I brought LL Cool J in. I brought Curtis Blow in. Yes. Okay, I'm promoting shows at a very early age. I'm the one to put Dr. Dre on the map. I put Easy E with Jerry Heller. Right. Easy E, Dr. Dre spawned, well, Dr. Dre spawned uh, Snoop, yep. 50 Cent, yeah. Eminem. Right. Uh, I, I opened, West Coast Dominance. Mm-hmm. West Coast Dominance. <laughs> I, formed, I, was the, I was the creator of a company called West Coast Record Distributors, mm-hmm. which was also wow. owned by myself, Egyptian Lover, Rudy from the Dream Team, yes. and my boy Unknown DJ. Mm-hmm. That spawned another generation of West Coast hip hop. So you were like the epicenter of West Coast. My house, at my house, if you went to my house at any given time, you'd find a young Warren G, you'd find Mm. a broke Easy e a broke Dr. (laughs) Dre, uh, you'd find Def Jeff, DJ Pooh, MC8, I mean... Battle Cat. Battle Cat, I've had multi-generations of hip hop artists come through my either my house, my mm-hmm. club, mm-hmm. or something that and it, it all starts with me. That's amazing. Hence the name. Not without, not, Alonzo. Alonzo. Right. Okay. not without Alonzo. Not without Alonzo. You know, yeah. like I said, but between my between the clubs, the three clubs I've owned in Compton, or in and near Compton, Eve After Dark, uh Dudo's Music Center mm-hmm. and Skateland. Mm-hmm. Although in Skateland they didn't give me a credit for Skateland, but in in real life, if you you see the poster, the grand opening was produced by world class wrecking crew and Kate. Like the real mm-hmm. Skateland, the one that like spread right. across the country, Skateland? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was my childhood. We, we Don't killing, play. <laughs> Wrecking Crew was killing it so tough at one time in in on on the south end, or I'm sorry, the east side, till the owner of Skateland, I was doing doodles every Friday. Mm-hmm. The owner of Skateland came in and said, Hey man, I want you to run my <laughs> I want you to promote my skate ring. Okay? okay. So I had doodles on Friday, Skateland on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in, in the meantime, I'm making records. I'm making bootleg records. I'm making what well, they call them. They call them mixtapes. We were mm-hmm. making bootlegs back in the day, mm-hmm. and we were making so much money selling bootlegs. Okay, till it was almost didn't want to go to the club. Right. I was the one who I worked at a record distributing company in Compton called Record Shack, and I was a salesman over the phone. Me and my, me and my boy from Roger, my uncle Jam, Tommy Roger mm-hmm. Clayton, both worked there. And when it came time to for us to start distributing records, we I kept my list. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, I have a very <laughs> I have a very unique speaking voice. People who never met me know my know mm-hmm. me by my voice. Mm-hmm. And I would go out and I started making these bootlegs, and I created a whole underground market for bootleg records. Nice. Uh, or records, period. So when anybody wanted to make a record, bootleg or the illegitimate, legitimate or the Ill- mm-hmm. legitimate or illegitimate, mm-hmm. they came to me. Right. Okay. I didn't control the swap meets, but I had a lot of influence because mm-hmm. records, when you sell somebody a record, they want to know that this person is going to be around. If it don't sell, I want my money back right. or I, it called returns. Right. And because I had such a good record with them, a track record with them, 
they made sure that anybody that wanted want Mr. Park at Compton Swap Meet, I love it. Uh, do you know so and so? Yeah, he called Mr. Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry, I don't know him. Okay, he wouldn't. He, he'd right. buy a smaller number from right. you. Right. But if right. I gave you my you approval, you were vetting people. You were the vetting process. Right. If you I gave you my approval, yeah. When um, Steve Yano, who passed, rest in peace, who ran the uh, who ran the uh, the um, uh, rodeo swap meet. Mm, yeah, I met him at a distributor, and I brought him to my house. Where that's where he met Dre, and you know it was always you know, I'm, I'm the bumblebee. I'm the one that pollinated the whole West Coast. <laughs> right. Okay, I love that. I'm the bumblebee. Okay, I'm yeah. the one that made it happen because that's what I do. Okay, so, so you had the you had the business side cracking, but musically, I'm curious. Also, w- were you aware when you were putting out those first records, World Cross Wrecking Crew, and Uncle Jam's right. the whole that whole sound? Were you aware of? How innovative it was, and that you were creating something new. Like, what were you? What were you trying to make? What was? What was the idea? Get girls. Hey, yeah. <laughs> did it work? I think it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I got five kids. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> no, it was. It was back then. We were on a different mission because um, we had the club, and we had a we had an ear to the streets that nobody else really had. Mm-hmm. Unlike Uncle Jam's Army, Eve After Dark ran every Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. We ran that for like six years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had to find new ways to keep people interested and keep coming back. And mm-hmm. when we just, I decided to start bringing in live entertainment, you know, we had a, I hired a band. That didn't work out. And then I did this, uh, this rap. And people loved it. Mm-hmm. We, never put it on, we never put it on wax because it was a bootleg. Excuse me. But later on, uh, we started making doing more, more raps and... We had one called Slice, and that just people were like, oh my God, they're recording artists. Mm-hmm. So we were just doing this to keep the club cracking. Mm-hmm. We weren't trying to make history. We was trying mm-hmm. everything we was doing was for another reason. Yeah. It was just, right. We were just trying to keep the club cracking because we were DJs, yeah. right? Okay, I'm the lead DJ. Dre and everybody else had their time slot. Right. You know, in the movie, he's only making fifty dollars a night, but I got five guys working for me. Right? Okay, so. The average DJ now makes like $200 a night. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dividing up the time and the money based on the amount of people and time and, you know, time right. and money what I have, what I'm working with mm-hmm. here. So, you know, it can always seem real fucked up mm-hmm. right. unless you take time to understand what's really going on. Right. Unless you're running one of those businesses. Right. <laughs> and the, the bottom line falls right. on your lap. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you think about now? Well, she mm-hmm. asked like about your, your opinions about modern hip hop, but also specifically the fact that... Um, they kind of recycled that electro style with everything from trap to to mm-hmm. alternative. Like, what do you think about it coming back around again? Uh, baby, you know what? Everything comes back around. Yeah, so I, 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 I've been watching this for a long time. That's why I don't throw in no clothes. Right. <laughs> right. I keep all my shit. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I might have gained ten pounds in the last past twenty years, give mm-hmm. or take a few here and there. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm gonna hate this right here because it's gonna be back in style in a yeah. few more right. weeks. So, okay, just give it right. time. And sure enough, everything comes back around. I mean, when you go to, to a club in in in, uh, in Vegas mm-hmm. or even Hollywood, and you hear this, uh, what you call it now, this uh, electric electric dance music, mm-hmm. ain't nothing yeah. but disco. Right. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Ain't what fucking it is. disco. Exactly okay? what it is. Disco and house music. Right. I mean, disco and house. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's disco exactly and house music. Is. Okay. Like dance yeah. music. But because like somebody's doing it with Ableton, right. and he's able to do it live and do drops and stuff like that, right. that makes it seem more exciting. But most right. of the DJs that play. Not even playing live. They're just pushing buttons. Right. Okay? They're just pushing buttons. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But as far as hip-hop goes yeah. these days, I, I, 
I, I, last night at the club. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let me tell you about my facility. <laughs> I kind of run it as a banquet hall slash nightclub. Uh-huh. Some uh-huh. nights it's private. Some nights it's public. Mm-hmm. Last night we had a private party with a wedding reception. Mm-hmm. And the DJ had everybody rocking. Then he started playing this new stuff. Okay. <laughs> Cleared the, the floor, floor to no end. <laughs> what, what, what was it? You know, I'm in love with the cocoa. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> bitch, bitch, bitch. Ho, yeah. ho, ho. I got all this money, but I'm on the bus. Right. And I'm trying to figure out what the fuck. And I, I, I see this all the time. Right. I have people come to DJs come to the club all the time for private parties and they'll play this so-called hottest new stuff and the most you're going to get is some girls with a drink in their hand going, hey, that's my song. Mm. Ain't nobody on the dance floor. Right. <laughs> Ain't nobody on the dance yes. floor. Okay? And I'm sitting here, I'm a veteran of this that's game, right. okay? Right. I'm a veteran of this game and when I, for me, when I play, and I sit my ass behind some turntables or computer or whatever the case may be, my ultimate goal is to make you sweat. And right. make that floor Make you come out your tenant, make That's you come right. out your shoes. Right. Okay, make, make all your hair. Bring back the sock hop. Yes, I love DJs make, like that. Make all, make every, I want you to get an exercise. You sweat out your weed. Yes. Yes. I wasn't going to say that, but that's what I want to do. But that's the goal. My, my crowd, though, oh, I, I call it busting bunions. Okay? Yes. I'm trying to bust a bunion. Okay? Got so I'm trying to bust a bunion. So <laughs> when I see people come to the club, and they, you know, the so-called hot music club songs mm-hmm. with no bass line, mm-hmm. no no strings, it's, oh, it's, most mm-hmm. of no it's, production, no production, oh. mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. all in what the same thing that brought me in the game. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that has made the game so weak. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, because a lack of showmanship. No, well, no, no, no not so much. It was mm-hmm. the technology. Mm, I see what you're saying. Because I've, I've had piano lessons, I still mm-hmm. can't play. Right. I carried the bass on stage with world class wrecking crew. It was never plugged up. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, <laughs> it was for show. If I had, so I had to have something to do. Right. Okay. But nowadays, you can go to go to go to Guitar Center, buy a couple of programs, put it on your laptop, right. and all you got to do is you know they right. the the the, the, the the requirements to be in the game. The level of musicians. Right. So there low. are no requirements. It's so low. So it's low, mm-hmm. okay? You had to have money to be in the game when I got in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank God I had a little change so I could afford to go to the studio and spend $50, $60 an hour, mm-hmm. hire a musician, hire a keyboard programmer. He mm-hmm. was a te- he was um, a MIDI programmer, which means everything was tied together. Right. And he would play all our songs for us initially till I, I was able to buy my own system. Mm-hmm. And Dre and Yellow learned how to do the same thing. Okay, so when you, but that system that that system back then cost me four grand. Right, that was okay? huge. That was a lot of money. That was a okay, lot of, a lot of money. I had to stretch out. I was me and American Express was American Express was on my ass like Mr. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a fraudulent charge for four thousand dollars? <laughs> I had to time it just right to make sure I got an extra thirty days. So right. you know. But nowadays, you don't need that. You need a couple hundred dollars, right. a laptop, and a, a YouTube account. You know. But you're basically you're saying any asshole can call any, himself a DJ is what you're saying. Any, <laughs> any motherfucker with lips can be a making record. Okay. Are there any new people that you like? And any of the Kenny. young? I love Kenny Lamar. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I say, okay. Yeah. I went to his his um, homeboy. I went to his uh, <laughs> keys to the city. Keys to the city last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Compton. And I was. They asked me some people interviewed me about uh, you know interviewed me at the uh, event and I was I explained to them I said you know as many people came out of Compton that made a lot of money and put Compton on the map initially 
the city of Compton cannot recognize them in mm-hmm. the same way they can recognize the Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. because of the contents of the music right. and what they represented. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. Could you imagine the city of Compton giving game? No. Uh, or nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <the> city? <laughs> nope. I mean, you know, it, it's almost it's, you do things like that to inspire the next generation right. to do bigger and better. But if you gave somebody like that, I'm no no offense to him whatsoever. Right. But what, based on what he does and what he represents, although he does a lot of good things, right? It's not that he's a bad person. Not at all. It's a, it's a different image. It's a different mm-hmm. image. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you'd have all the red team out supporting right. him. Right. That means Compton would be supporting the red team, right. which means the blue team is going to be pissed off. Right. So you can, you could have a damn gang war just right. on the fact that you acknowledge you know that the brother forty did. Right. So when you do somebody like Kendrick Lamar, who is very neutral, but he's become very political, and I right. love that. Right. Because when you sit here today and you see all the shit going on around the world mm-hmm. and all we could talk about is rap musicians is how much money we making, mm-hmm. how much how much pussy we getting. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Complete bullshit. Com- yeah. Complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as when I grew up and I'm telling on myself again, mm-hmm. when something happened, the athletes, the actors, the politicians, they all stood together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in uni- in, in a unification right. against certain situations. But today's everybody's like, shit, I can't fuck with that. I'm gonna fuck with my damn endorsements. I can't right. I, I can't right. do that right now. Right. I, I can't speak mm-hmm. out. I'll give you a check, but don't put my name on oh, right. no no right. no. Right. But that the whole purpose is if you give it give a check, let people know how you feel. And that same endorsement that Nike or Kodak or whoever's paying uh-huh. you for mm-hmm. will will take it to another political level. But right. again, everybody's so so everybody's so me conscious. Let me get some water. I'm getting that little shit in my mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I know we're wrapping up. And I, I just wanted to ask you one last quick question. Poor I know bit. we're running out of time, but I'm just curious because you were talking about the money, and you, good thing you had money back then. You look at the DJs today, and we hear a lot about cultural appropriation. You know, appropriating our culture, our our body parts, so you know, our music and all of that. Um, what do you think? Seeing the DJs today, the Calvin Harris's and all of them making twenty million dollars mm-hmm. doing what you guys created. created. I came up in the wrong era. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good timing is everything. I came up in the wrong era. That's all I can tell you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong era. Right. Because so. you certainly paved the way for it. But anyway, thanks for answering that. <laughs> all right. Wow. All right, Alonzo. Oh, man. Thanks so much for coming I was by. I already. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> is this. We're gonna have to have you back. For real, we're have you I back. love to come back, folks. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to have Anytime you back. Anytime you have anything to talk about, and I think next time we, we have you back, it. we'll just make it like a just free for all. Just so. yeah, just just, just the whole chill. yeah, just the whole time. Yeah. Just just pick you for all your information and yeah. you know, and uh, so you can just school us on all the old school, all the history mm. and everything. Oh yeah, my so, book. Uh, yeah, my book is available at my website, LonzoWilliams.com. Now, if you go to LonzoWilliams.com, click. The autograph uh, link, and I'll send. I will autograph you a book nice. and send it to you directly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, if you click the Amazon or the Create Space link, you're gonna get a book. No, 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 but no, no autograph. autograph. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's Lonzo with a Z. That's Lonzo, Lonzo with a Z, not a Lonzo. Lonzo. LonzoWilliams.com. You can check me out on Instagram, the real Lonzo NWA. Same thing for Twitter, Facebook. Just, just type in Lonzo. I'll pop up about four or five times. So I'm there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so do you uh, have any uh, anything else you want to give out? You got any like Twitter or Facebook? Oh yeah! Or? Oh yeah! Yeah, I'm doing a music seminar on April the 9th, Saturday, April the 9th at my club, the Loft. Okay, okay. 
Um, my guest speakers will be Arabian Prince, hey. um, Jazzy, G- Jazzy D from... Um, Who they Jazzy- didn't even mention in the movie, Arabian Prince. They didn't mention him at all. Didn't mention him at all. Didn't okay, uh, J- J- Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy D, which is another Gemini. Uh, Paul Stewart from Notting Hill Publishing. My boy Adrian Gregory, who was Tupac's former manager. And uh, somebody, oh, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not without Alonzo. Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be dropping some knowledge. We have, we're going to have a, it starts at 2 o'clock from 2 to 6. It's going to be an open seminar. From 6, from six until 8, we're going to have a blind music drop, which means. Give me your music. I don't want to know who it is. We're going to talk shit. It's going to be like a live play it or slay it. Oh, so hot. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to. So and then after that, we have. We have we're invited, right? Yeah, yeah of, we course. Can come. of course. Of okay, course. Okay. Can we be judges? <laughs> <laughs> and after that, we're going to have a, a live showcase with some new artists. I'm actually doing some coaching now for acts. You know, if you are a Kendrick Lamar or somebody, if you got something to say, I'm not going to put you in a pigeonhole like that. If you got something to say, other than by popping bottles and pussy, how about your boy? All right? Keeping it real. All right. Thank you. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a little break. We're going to go out with a little, before you turn off the lights, world class wrecking crew. Hey. This was my, oh, this was everybody's jam. And I would just love to mix bodies with you. Your lips. I would kiss your body. I would hold tight, but only if you allow me. Check this out. To turn off the lights. Before you turn off the lights, get one thing understood. If you want to make love to me. But a G-string on my hip Your kiss and touch I'd slowly collect For they be my tip As parts of your body I'd slowly kiss And others I'd gently bite But first You must allow me, Lonzo To turn off all That's the thing with it. you know you have these these guests whatever and you just never know who or what you're gonna get. But now that we know that he like he could totally carry a whole show for sure. Mm-hmm. Like we could have him on and it just be him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nothing else. Yeah. Just talking to him, whatever. And uh, fascinating, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so next time we have him on, maybe we'll that's, we'll set that we'll take up advantage and, of and we'll do that. But you just never know because sometimes you have people on. Uh, 
or they them. don't show up. And you want them off. They don't show up. <laughs> right. uh, they, they don't bring it. They're boring as fuck. <laughs> right. They have nothing to say. Or they ramble on incoherently and they don't make any sense. Yeah. And they fucking driving me insane and I can't wait to get them off. I mean, it's just you just never know. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of hard to like you, you, you have this little preset thing and you give them, you know, a 15, 20 minute thing usually and then yeah. after that you can just kind of you know who you can trust right you know what you can do the next time they show up or whatever but mm-hmm. uh yeah That's how that was that was Good great stuff. it was so much so much more that we could have oh that we didn't gosh, even touch on picking, kept picking his brain yeah just yeah we didn't scratch the surface we didn't talk i planned we, we didn't talk to hardly <laughs> the music we didn't uh i didn't talk to anything about any questions in the book or anything i know anyway that it, it was great so uh let's get into these topics news and noteworthy so since we're talking about music who knows who coco ave or coco avenue is it's a korean pop group did you know that already well no i know what k-pop is actually Uh, that wasn't the question they're the black that wasn't the question the question was the question you know, was, who's Coco Avenue? Now, don't insult me. You know I'm, I'm you connected know with that. the Asian you community. I worked that. for them. Did I did. Know <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, that's why you guys, you guys are not, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop re- uh, releasing this because you guys jumped the gun. You guys are habitual line steppers. You come here fronting like you know shit that you didn't know. You're supposed to go, I'm about to pull the curtain back. Don't be looking at me like that, Charlie Bell. You guys know, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, Charlie Bell be referring to stuff that's down the line on the show. Kendra in here coming here acting yeah, like she knows shit that she ain't never heard of. Like building excitement. Building excitement. Yeah. It's, it's, Y'all it's fronting. Hype. It's hype. You are fronting. <laughs> fucking up my show. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, we fucking up your show. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Miss Know It All. Go ahead, tell them well, who Coco so Avenue know, is. Th- no, I just and tell them what K-pop is while you're at it. Now that what that's what I can go into more. K-pop mm-hmm. is kind of the Korean hot pop kind of music. <laughs> it's bubblegum pop, but oh lord, bubblegum! Oh god, that was a Freudian slip. You got, you, you got come on the brain, don't you? Why, why you? Why you? Why you always talking about come? What's that? What was that? Wait a minute, nigga. That's gonna put it in your mouth. <laughs> That's awful. It is a music form that has actually taken the world by storm. It's it's the top music form in Korea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And PSA, if the cum is bubbling, step away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's some bad cum if it's bubbling. <laughs> that reminds me of like a uh, that 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 little doo wop group on uh on uh, what's happening that bubbling brown sugar. <laughs> Cumberland, yeah. bubbling brown cum. Oh. <laughs> it's a stimulating Harlem treat. No. Mm, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Sounds like an infectious Harlem. <laughs> you know what? I've been, I've been mean. I have to bring that story to the show because, um, well, I won't go into it. I wait. I'll bring. I'll bring. I have to bring it to the show. Yeah. Look who's jumping the gun now. Mm-hmm. No. Or was that a preview? That is a preview. Oh, That's totally okay. different. Oh, when it's you do it, it's right. a preview. When I do it, it's jumping the gun. Up the show because right. it's totally different because it's something that is not scheduled for today. Well, wow. <laughs> now that we know the rules, Charlie uh-huh. Bell, get in line. So I'm not jumping the gun. I'm talking, about something, I'm talking about something that I need to bring to the show, not something that's scheduled for the show. So okay, anyway, um, okay, Daddy, go ahead. Yeah, so Coco Avenue, um, they are the first all black K-pop group. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. where yeah. did they form? 
And uh, they actually formed here in the U.S. They they met over YouTube. Um, one girl's name is is uh, like is it like it's like uh, Jenny and Jenna. So they have similar sounding names, right? Mm-hmm. And they're both they both were K-pop fans, mm-hmm. and they would do K-pop covers or whatever and sing them on YouTube. And see what happened Aww. was people thought they were the same person because they have similar names. Mm-hmm. They're black girls, and they both look like they're mixed with. Uh, like some sort of Asian, mm-hmm. and and you know, plus all black people look like anyway, especially if you mix with the same, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, ba- basically, people thought they were the same girl because they had similar names, and you know, and both were in the uh, black into uh, doing K-pop, and they found, that's how they found out about each other, and then they hit each other up, and then they started um, doing songs together and stuff, and then um, actually, they one of them decided she wanted to do a K-pop group, and she mm-hmm. put out this little. You know, uh, like a casting call or whatever, and at one time it was six of them, mm-hmm. and but they cut it down all the way down to this the two of them now. The, they say they're still friends with all the other girls, but it's just the two, and they're actually here in L.A. and I'm actually trying to get them here on on oh, our show. Really cool. Interesting, but uh, yeah, and uh, I actually have uh, some of their music here, and like to hear here go. Yeah, like to hear here go. I actually can fuck with this better than a lot of other stuff that's out right now. <laughs> Seriously. I feel like it's a, a got a, a lot. Um, a, some of it's got a lot uh, a heavy R and B influence. It really does. Mm-hmm. Even even more so than like pop. Or whatever. Way more than K-pop mm-hmm. for sure. I can fuck with this. Mm-hmm. This is this is actually sexy. That's funky. Is, I, K-pop doesn't quite sound like that to me. Maybe it's just yes. because they're all of it's Korean. It's a stretch or, of K-pop. Yeah, that it's, really is. The video, all of their um, male co stars are Korean. (laughs) Korean beefcake. Yeah. (laughs) Where's that Kalbi cake? What I'm curious about, I can't wait to get, I hope they get, they do come on the show. I'm going to ask them about do they speak Korean? If they don't speak Korean, how do they learn the words? And how do, you know, right now they're just doing covers, but they're about to branch out and start doing original music. So I'm like, how does that work? Do you, you know, do you have to write it in English and then translate it back and then, like, or do you actually, do they actually speak Korean? Right, right. So that would make it a lot easier. That would make it a lot easier. Why you would think that? That's crazy. Well, Why would, would you I think, think that? that? Yeah. Well, if you're going to be K-pop stars and that's your thing and that's what you love, I just would maybe not. No, because there's people who love hip-hop all over the world, but I think if they were going out and doing Every rapper I'm, I've ever heard that has gone to Japan talks about how the audience knows yep. every lyric and of their song and does not speak any that's English. True. Right, right, right. So I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I would be interested to know from them what their reception is in Korea in terms of being black artists, right. uh, because it, it brings to mind the uh, issue with the, do you remember the Miss Japan, Japan the black mm-hmm. Miss Japan? I think her name was like Ariana yeah. Momoto or something yeah. like that. And she endured, she actually got into the um, the uh, Japan the Japan um, campaign because uh, her friend committed suicide because they dealt with so much racism being mm. mixed race. So she yeah. got into it and she dealt with a lot of racism yeah. over in Asia. So I just wonder what the reception to them is. Well, um, actually funny you should say that. Yeah. I found them on a site that's called um, Black in Korea. Hmm. And it's a, it's a sister from out of Texas. Oh. Um, can't remember her name. I just found out about her, you know, like today, mm-hmm. actually. And she was, uh, she started the blog because she was on her way to 
uh, South Korea and she wanted to create like a community or whatever, I guess, and kind of prepare herself and whatever and just find out about the culture and everything before she went over there. I don't mm-hmm. know where in the journey she is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's been there and back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's still there currently. I don't right. know if she hasn't gone yet. I don't right, know. Right, right. I just know that that's what the website that was the objective. Was, was right. Yeah. And uh, she was the one who uh, wrote about them where I got this this article and she also uh, follows I guess she, she's also a fan of K-pop and mm-hmm. that's like a uh, like on her blog that's one of the sub subcategories or whatever right. or the sub sub mm-hmm. uh, topics that she covers is mm-hmm. K-pop. Right. So um, she, <coughs> while she was writing that, she wrote some things about uh, how people are, you know, the, the people of color are received over there. Mm-hmm. Basically, she talked about uh, cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically, that they, they <coughs> want the, the culture, but not really don't want to have anything to do with the people who created the mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so. You know, like Kamala said, everybody want to be a nigga. <laughs> Don't nobody want to be a nigga. Pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's. I mean, it always true. fits. Yeah, always fits. Always fits. So that's interesting um, because what I, I hadn't seen this group, but I did see this other cat. Um, what's his name? Uh, El Compa Negra. Have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. He's a black dude from Compton, actually, who is like a corrido singer. He sings Mexican. Like it's like the. Um, I mean, I guess in their in a way, it's kind of like their their hip hop in the mm-hmm. sense that it tells like the stories of the drug dealers, but it's like that ranchero music style. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like a brother from Compton is like selling. There and doing yeah, it. he's doing corrido records, so yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, but so I you know it's I guess a thing to do these days it is mm-hmm. branch out. One of my um, young friends is um, we're in a global society for, now. Yeah, he's dancing for a gentleman who's from here called Prince Alon- Alonzo Williams, and he mm-hmm. tours all across Asia for nine months out of the year, makes six months out of the year, makes mm-hmm. his money, comes back, and is a virtual unknown in America. Oh, wow. Prince Alonzo Williams, would you believe that? Yes, wow. so we just spoke to Alonzo. What a coincidence! Yeah, yeah that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's his name. Oh, wow. No, no. Wow. That's crazy. So yeah, this is another one. Their song. This one I think has got a little bit more of a hip hop influence. This sounds more like K-pop to me. It's For sure. funny. It's like 90s SW. It's like, it really <laughs> it's like 90s girl group music. It's funny. And K-pop really is like Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's just, new it's, kids on the block. It's just Korean version. Right, yeah. right, right. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Real so, bubblegum. But yeah. I, that's funny. That's probably why I like it better than what's being played on the radio today. <laughs> <laughs> I love music from 10 years ago. Well, first that of was all, the shit. That was 20 years ago. Let's get a shade. The 90s. <laughs> I know it yeah. seems like the 90s was 10 years ago. Did right. you, do you ever find yourself like I feel like like that. oh like, 1998 that was oh, like 10 years ago yeah, and no, you're like oh wait old. that was Great. 20 years right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old that's what it tells me <laughs> terrible um so uh another another R&B news or other music news the beehive turns Beyonce's protest into a rally for Queen B this is the the rally that that Kenda warned us about uh last week Right, <laughs> and um, we need the cricket sound for this one because <laughs> yeah. So the rally started, and right. nobody showed up but like three people, right. <laughs> and none of the people from the anti Beyonce side showed up. Not even the organizer. Right. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that the only people that showed up were Beehive people, right, right. and uh, who were prepared to you know um, protect. Queen B, and uh, they didn't have anything to protect her from. Yeah. They, just, they just was like, <laughs> I guess they were just like, fuck it. 
<laughs> well, no. Honestly, I think this gets back to a topic that we've t- discussed before, which is I think a lot of media, especially social media, is really about this trumped-up false outrage machine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, people are so outraged. Everyone's outraged, so outraged. Mm-hmm. No, the me- you know, it's like the headlines, the clickbait is telling you about all this outrage, mm-hmm. but it's not really there. I do think, however, that some of these police unions and police groups are trying to use this moment to demonize. They you know, are. and started. Any- Mayor Giuliani. For sure. Mm-hmm. He always mm-hmm. loves – I mean he's never seen a demagoguery that he didn't right. love. <laughs> so, I mean they always want to demonize anyone who's speaking out against what – I mean it's like you can't even criticize the police. Mm-hmm. You can't – you know – I, I, so I do think that they're – using it but i don't think that there's really actual mass outrage that beyonce did a pro-black song i right. think that's dumb well it was mass outrage around among white folk and like you said maybe they realized and listened to you last week that it's not about you white people uh, maybe they, they caught on but it's interesting um you mentioned the police because in florida i think an upcoming beyonce uh, concert the mm-hmm. police are actually boycotting. threatening to boycott mm-hmm. that concert so mm-hmm. why well, are the the concerts that she's currently having that they're refusing to provide um security security yeah yep. It's true, mm-hmm. and and they're in New York. They're trying to say, well, I wouldn't "Oh, say there's no outrage." No, that's what I said. I said the police. I think are utilizing it. They're trying to demonize anyone who speaks out against them. But I, I don't think that outrage really penetrated to the masses the way they made it seem. And then too, I think everything you know, you know things are a matter of degree. I think they were pissed off, but probably not pissed off enough that they wanted to, to leave their house and protest. Right, that's that's that takes a lot of anger. Yeah, yeah. To, to muster up, you know, to do that, you yeah. know, so. They, they need they're yeah. probably kind of on the lazy side. It was like fuck it. Yeah, they know. need to save up all their anger to support Trump. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like we protested on Facebook. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, white baby mama Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah, she she talks about her loss to Holly Holmes with Ellen DeGeneres, and um, you know what? Some people were being pretty cold to her. Uh, TMZ covered this. And they were being pretty cold. I I, I didn't I didn't, uh, I didn't particularly like how they came at her they were talking about um because you know she she mentioned now she wasn't she's not or was not suicidal mm-hmm. the thought into into her mind mm-hmm. when she was in a really bad place right. for a split second pretty mm-hmm. much and then it went away and she was just being honest about that when you know she t- well here let me let me let me play it for you mm-hmm. you can hear okay. it from, from straight from her Let's own mouth it. So I got, I was knocked out in my time I got hit. And, um, that must have surprised you. Well, I, it's, it's hard to really know what's going on. And so, um, in that first hit, I cut open my whole mouth and I knocked my teeth loose. <laughs> and, you know, guys fight for five, five minute rounds and they're teeing off each other's faces the whole time and nothing like that happens. And mm. it was just destiny. It had to go down that way. And, um, it was weird. I had like, no perception of like, um, I felt like almost like I couldn't see, like I could see, but I couldn't tell like how far my hand was from my face or how far she was from me. Like, um, when you sit and you're not moving and you still are aware of where your body is, that's like a part of your brain that's telling you where you are in space. And Mm -hmm. it was like that kind of turned off. I was like swinging blindly. I knew Mm. she was out there, but like, it was, uh, I, I really don't remember most of it. That must have been really scary then, because you're aware that that's happening, and also that's like, in a split second, you're aware of that, and you're still trying to protect yourself. Well, you're aware of that, and you have to try and not make it appear as if you're hurt. Right. Because mm-hmm. if someone can tell, then they're going to swarm in on you. And so I was trying my best to make it, 
to kind of hide the fact that I wasn't even there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have, like, how long does a headache last after you're hit like that? Do you have a headache still? No. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have a headache at all. It's not about, like, pain or things happening. It's just things stop working. You know, like my my brain stopped working properly and my teeth didn't really work that properly. And how long was it that your brain was not aware of, of that? How long did that take to settle down? Um, probably till like the next morning. Ooh. Wow. Did you, I mean, did you worry for a minute? Like, could this be permanent? Did I really hurt myself and maybe I'll, I won't do this again? No, to be honest, like what I was saying, like my, honestly, like my thought, I was like, I was like uh, in the medical room and I was like down in the corner. I was sitting in the corner and I was like, what am I anymore if I'm not this? And I was literally sitting there and like thinking about killing myself in that exact second. I'm like, I'm nothing. I'm like, what do I do anymore? And no one gives a shit about me anymore without this. And then, um, Dino still love you. To be honest, I looked up and I saw my man, Travis, was standing there and I was looked up at him. And what? Your man Dino? I was what? just like, I need to stay alive. <laughs> That was like really that was. You need to stay alive. <laughs> and uh, I hadn't told anybody that. I think I only told him that. Um, but that was like what I was thinking. Like, so that's what she said. Um, so she she's not. She didn't say she was suicidal, and she you know not suicidal. But they were all like, "Are you kidding me? You talking about community because you lost a fight and like you." You just don't have a clue. Don't have a yeah. They don't have a clue of what these kind of athletes at these this right. level put, and 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 it shows you when and, and they who, feel that destitute. And, and who right. and who hasn't you know had that thought run right. through their mm-hmm. head you know before? Something I mean, most people have at some point at, at some low point you know in their lives. Whatever it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're going to do it, and it doesn't mean that you're suicidal just because you have that thought. You right. know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that she's like. Oh, so shallow or anything like that. But come on, please. You work at TMZ. Shut the fuck up. Right, that part. Get back in your glass house. (laughs) Right, that part. (laughs) But also, I mean, I think what what Ronda Rousey is speaking to is something that, um, you know, I studied Buddhism and and that's kind of my spiritual orientation. And the, the main lesson is that, like, a lot of the suffering that we experience is really about us getting caught up in identifying with an external, you know, identity identity and that's what creates suffering and so we we all like when we feel that loss of identity when you don't know who you are or what you are then that's when like your mind kind of crashes right so i think that that's she's speaking to a universal experience it's just that hers is around you know elite sports well and particularly right. for people who are elite athletes and in, in the public uh, top eye musicians right. and uh, top actors and right. when you lose that and you that find pinnacle. how much your identity is wrapped up into that exactly. career and into that and i think that that was kind of the aha moment exactly. for her you know what i mean exactly mm-hmm. yeah but we all have to be aware of that yeah 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 so speaking of ronda rousey uh ronda and two other women are sharing the swimsuit sports illustrated swimsuit cover this year they have mm-hmm. three women yeah, on the cover including the first ever plus size, plus size model mm-hmm. the, well i should say the first ever true plus size woman because i believe they've had like the 10 10 or 12 size woman mm-hmm. before in the past but this lady uh is like a 16 um mm-hmm. ashley graham is her name so yeah. ashley graham um ronda rousey and uh Haley Clawson are the yeah. three women who are sharing the cover this year. And uh so yeah, so um 
you know? I You know, and I love that idea. Ashley Graham is really beautiful. Big girl. Mm-hmm. Real big beauty. She is. She really is. But I, I saw that they had like a 60-year-old or something on there. And, and hmm? that was, yeah, there's some, old, one of the swimsuit models is someone who's older. And something about when I watched that, and, and it just seemed like, almost like they were, uh, Oh, that was like in the for the competition, you mean, or like? No, I thought it was for the actual. I thought they were inside the cover. It could have been for the, but they. The article I read was that they were talking at the same time about the plus size and the fifty-seven, sixty-year-old model, and how this was kind of groundbreaking and all of this. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of seemed like kowtowing to to readership and so I don't know. Something but isn't about that it what advertising is? It, it really is. <laughs> it just didn't seem authentic to me. I don't know. I was just kind of like. Oh. They know that shoot. They know their audience out there. Yeah. Look, Americans are getting older and fatter. They're like we. But do the older men are they really going to look at a sixty year old model? Like that's um, that's not for the men. That's for the, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, that's I don't, for the women, right? No, right. It's not, it's for, no, no, no. It's not even most most of the women. Not even it's it's for the other sixty year old women. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's a very yeah. small demographic. The women who can identify. But are they sports yeah. Illustrated yeah. getting older. Like that. The, I don't know. It was just odd. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think Maybe they're int- trying to draw on a new one. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think you might have been drinking or something. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> seeing pink elephants and <laughs> swimsuits and shit. Well, matter. everyone's um, readership is getting older. I mean, sure. anyone who's, if you're in the media you know, market, mm-hmm. especially if you're selling a magazine, which is, uh, you know, an old media format, your readership is getting older. older. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that's just yeah. reality. Yeah. So, you know, and Probably a little heavier too. <laughs> Interesting that Ronda Rousey chose to go with the One Piece. Yeah, I wonder what that was about. She might not be comfortable with her stomach, or maybe. no, she shows it all the time. Oh. Maybe that's they you would know. Well, Ronda Rousey. She, she, she shows she she wears midriffs and or just the sports bra type thing right, with her, yeah. her midsection mm, out does. all the time. She does. So. Maybe it was maybe pro- she was bloated at that time of the month though. You mm-hmm. don't know. Well, no, it was. Pro- <laughs> It wouldn't be happened. It wouldn't be wait on during that time. It wouldn't be her choice. It would be an editorial decision. Right. And they may have felt that her stomach wasn't, you know, feminine enough. Yeah, because she's not she's very straight straight waisted as a lot of us athletes are. And the uh, the woman in the middle, the bigger uh, woman, the the plus size woman, she has a more hourglass figure. She's wearing a two piece. So I would guess it's that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't mm-hmm. think so. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> what do you think it is, Dino? I don't know. Who cares? I, I just thought it was kind of strange. I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, the 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 smaller model had doesn't have on the one piece, but you know, I mean, the, the, you can I mean, be the bigger the, the, and not have an hourglass the, figure, though, okay. right? I'm aware of that. Well, I'm but most, most what the fuck? Just making sure. Most most of those. First of all, first of all, we're talking about Sports Illustrated. Almost none of those girls have hourglass figures. This this Ashley well, girl is one of the first ones. Well, like it is very rare. Let's. I mean, very rare. We're talking in the context of who creates the magazine and right. who it's really and the for, readership. Okay, so there's no, a lot of people saying, that you think, keep referring to like hourglass and saying I'm that that's you, the, like lot. I'm dumb or something. Like she no, doesn't. She's no. athletic, but she doesn't have an hour. You well, that most personally. of them. Most of them don't have hourglass figures. <laughs> you you know, know, let's just be real. Let's be real. Most no. of them don't. 
Most of them don't. They don't. And most of them are skinny as fuck in their size tubes. But we're well, okay, so they don't we have hourglass figures. We're not talking about how black people or how we look at We're talking I'm about the magazine and their readership. I'm talking about a fact. They're not hourglass. Victoria's Secret has an hourglass figure. There are people who believe that. Can I get in here? Whether we believe it or not, yes. Right. So I think you're right. I think you're right, Kenda. It's it's the purport. But what what Kenda's saying is. Yes, to us they're not curvy Mm-mm. and they're not, but they have the out they have the hip to waist Those ratio. Wide, white women have wider hips, right? Where their 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 waist and their waist will be those right. Big. It's the purport. It's the ratio between the bust, the waist, mm-hmm. and the hip. So mm-hmm. even though they're size two or zero and, and they're thick. skinny, mm-hmm. their waist is still the same ratio to their hips and bust as as the hourglass woman, and that's what we're talking about. So it's the proportion, and you know we are we already know white people like. The slimmer, yeah. you know, less voluptuous look, typically, not mm-hmm. always, but typically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but again, that's changing as well. I mean, they they could see the Beyonce video. They know what's up. Yeah, you know. You know. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Dino. And other All news. right over there. So Mickey, uh, Mickey Agrawal is out to change how the world thinks about women's period. She's the CEO of a company called Think, spelled T-H-I-N-X, and she's created an underwear where women will not need uh, sanitation after oh, any longer. My no more tampons, just... no more, no more maxi pads. I just what? Can why, why are you why are you snoring just... on the fucking woman uh, <laughs> oh, story? Not snoring, snorting. I, <laughs> snoring to me. It's like, just right, it's what kind just, of for kind me, of it's sounds? The visual thought of it. It's the thought of I, I just. Oh no! Mm-mm. What Mm-mm. you don't have a cycle or what? I, no, I indeed do, and I have one of those cycles where wearing it in your under, that's just not going to work. People, no. Now for some <laughs> women it will, but no. I, I just you think about the underwear you. I just I don't I, no no well. Did he explain it? Okay, so they're underwear I've, that work as the absorbent. No. <laughs> I know you got mad at me for being over it. Go on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> that are absorbent, and then you know you just wash it out. I guess. Well, look, I, I I get your immediate kind of reaction, but from the women that I've read about and heard on you know different shows who've tried it and talked, it, it doesn't feel like you would think it feels mm-hmm. like. Obviously, it couldn't mm-hmm. because then they wouldn't sell right. it, right? So obviously, the technology is such that it works it's you know it's not it's it's it's, sanit- it's sanitary literally. it's hygienic literally and sanitary. right but the good thing about it is well right. for one i mean sanitary you know um whatever napkins tampons mm-hmm. whatever you have right. hygiene uh it's it's filling up landfills yes. like it's totally dis- it's totally disposable mm-hmm. you know it has a lot of chemicals in it like mm-hmm. the cotton is dyed with with um toxins and, mm-hmm. and, and chlorines and stuff. And so it it does need to change. And another part of this is that she's donating um, these materials to women in developing countries right. where they can't get a hold right. of disposables. <laughs> they they have, have to be able to rinse yeah. it out. And in a lot of countries, girl, one of the reasons why girls and women are less educated in mm-hmm. third world in, well, I won't say third world, but in developing nations, is a lot of these taboos around menstruation. They yeah. can't attend school. They can't go to school. So, they don't have the right. The so it's thing. a huge, it's, it's a huge development issue where women's, you know, capacity is not being utilized in these developing countries because they can't 
go to school or work when they're on their period. That's mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You know? And I think it's uh, fabulous for that, obviously, from the global yeah. perspective, from the conservationist perspective. Right. I'm just thinking from a personal perspective. And I think it's a personal thing because for women, it's a personal right. decision between tampons and pads. You know right. what I mean? Or diva cups. Uh, how about, <laughs> oh, gosh. And see, that's even one like, oh, wow. So, I mean, but no, it's just personal thing yeah yeah it is personal it's a great idea a fabulous business idea yeah but i mean think how think about how much technology technological change we've experienced just in our lifetime yeah. and we're still like the pad tampon technology is og old. like really they ain't, they ain't mm-hmm. upgraded it in mm-hmm. a minute mm-hmm. true <laughs> true very good point uh and related news period sex i am <laughs> <laughs> I am calling bullshit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> are you calling bullshit or the who? I'm call, I am. Okay. I'm doing a, I'm doing a kinda on this. I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting my opinion in there right. before we even get into the story. So the I'm same face, all over the story. The same face that Kinda was making on the well, yeah. thick panties is now the face that Dino's making on no, the period actually, sex. Actually, I'm not. Actually, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, uh, not going to put that much on it. Uh, but I, I I do believe that they put too much on it, and I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan personally but so i mean story, the people you know? who are into it you know cool whatever but uh, charlie bell you want to tell them all about this uh th- this magical thing that they've uh de- that they uh okay a- see a you know what <laughs> see mm. Uh, yeah, the, first of all, the graphic is the, wrong. The picture, but just ignore the, the graphic. Okay, just ignore the right, graphic. Right. But the idea is that you know one of the results that they came out with from this study is that um, p- you can you tell act like you never seen one. No, but that's nasty. <laughs> you act like I a don't dude. Like <laughs> She's like worse than a dude. I know. <laughs> react I know. Like that. Like, like, like a twelve year old. I was gonna say like we're in the sixth grade. To be yeah. a, she's holding in her hand what you, looks to be a used tampon. It's obviously dripped in some kind of red ink or bud, but it looks and it's dripped. It looks nasty. Come on. But it's obviously, it's for, not, the, it's obviously not real. And it's obviously for shock value. Well, right. You, Dino. Yeah. Right. But I have so, the right to be like, uh. True. No, true. I, think, I think if I was doing that shit, then I'd be a misogynist or some shit. <laughs> That's just but, what you think. I would yeah. have agreed with you, actually. <laughs> I don't think it's that big a deal. It's yeah, just blood. It's, I mean, it's yeah. not that serious. So, but moving on to the story, <laughs> the story is that um, in studies about human sexuality, they found correlation between people's attitude about period sex and their enjoyment of sex, the amount of sex that they have, and um, just other general attitudes about sex, which to me, it makes sense. I mean, if you're... It makes sense in the same (laughs) sense that if if I am a... What do you call those? Those skateboarder? Mm -hmm. That I also... Um, might like surfing and that I also probably have speeding tickets and I also probably ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's likely because of my personality and all those things go together. It's not right. some sort of It's not like if I go and buy a motorcycle, then I'm that's going to influence all those other mm-hmm. activities. Right. No, it's like that's part of my personality. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I right. am attracted to all these things. Right. Therefore, I am likely to enjoy all these things. Right. It's the same type of thing here. And the right. way that they're framing it is fucking bullshit. And I don't like right. the way that they're framing it. it is, it's true, but they're framing it all wrong. They're right. making it sound like if I go and have sex with my wife on on 
her period, then all of a sudden my life is going to be grand. Right. No, I think that the kind of the first headline and the first couple lines are a little bit of clickbait. Yeah. But I think when you read it, you're right. It's clear that it correlates it. It just says that, you know, anyone who's comfortable, like periods and period sex is taboo in our mm-hmm. society and a lot of societies still. And so, yeah, if you're less. I know in- a lot of people who are into that. Yeah, no, a lot of people are into it, but they're still taboos, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're less inhibited about breaking taboos in general, then this is going to be one of them, mm-hmm. right? So that right. that part of it makes sense. That's the correlate, the yeah, one doesn't cause the other, but they're correlated as you like you said as a an, a group of attitudes that go together. Right, right. absolutely, like a thrill seeking, mm-hmm. a lack of inhibition, mm-hmm. whatever. And then also on the quantity, yeah, like if you if you are obviously, yeah, if you x out one week a month, right, of fucking, you're gonna have less. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, that's just so. fucking yeah, basics there. Yeah. Okay, so we want to run through real quick and and say all the things that they how they you, do. We want to go through the clickbait or not? No, no. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Nah. I'll, I'll just say this. I've tried it. I don't care for it. Uh, it's not like all uh, this. I don't have like the kinda attitudes. Not like all <laughs> super gross or nothing. No. I just personally Let's be correct. I don't personally. What was gross <laughs> is the picture. See, you're you're you're, you're quit. No, 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 no. No, before we even. No. no, Charlie Bell. That was Hold up. The Hold up. Charlie Bell. That was Charlie the Bell. underwear that right. would be sitting there, and it was the visual thought. You're not a woman, and you don't have a period. Let me be real clear: you don't have a very heavy one. So there, I don't have one at all. You, don't. So you may not be able to relate to the visceral reaction I'm having to wearing underwear when you're dripping in them. So let's right. be let's characterize my disgusting or my disgustedness. I'm gonna make up some words. Let's characterize it the right way. Right. Okay, I'm done. And I totally accept that, but I think that Dino has a point in the sense that there are plenty of women who have periods and heavy Absolutely. periods who wouldn't who have re- and I, as reacted. I said, it was a personal right, that way. Personal, so personal. We do each have a different reaction, yeah, but that to, had nothing to do with period sex. It had I'd make right. no reference. No, just to that. we're talking. I think mm-hmm. we're talking about periods. We're, we're, yeah, the, the, the there seems to be a theme that you right. have. A, a, in regards to your reaction, no, that's that's what you're making an assumption about. But let's be very clear. Well, they're both period related. Okay, that, you know what? Let's picture, let's just stop since nobody can talk. But Kenda, you know what? Shut be... the fuck up. Because <laughs> you you have expressed yourself on this topic several times, and anytime I start to say something, or Charlie Bell starts to say something, you just like because you are just like characterizing what I'm saying, and that's what it's supposed to be—a back and forth here. But if okay, you but there's no, there's no mm-hmm. uh, back shut and the forth. Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> My thing is, yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, whatever. Some people are into it, fine. I don't, I don't care, whatever. I, just me personally, I'm not, I don't dig it. I tried it, and it wasn't for me. Well, I think the heated discussion reflects that this is clearly, a, a, it's one of those things that's so visceral and personal that it can get emotional quickly. And so, I mean, I think that we, it's hard for us to even talk about periods. I don't, I, it's hard for, hard for me to talk about periods. It's hard for me to talk about it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it's, a, it's, um, yeah, it's a tough, it's, it's tough. But we have to, we have to because it's a fact of life and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And before we go further, I, I do apologize for, for that uh, shut the fuck up, Kenda. That was out of line. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um. All right, so uh, let is let us get on to our mail. You've got mail.
see here. We got quite a little bit of mail today. A little bit of feedback. Uh, first, we have a letter from Chaz, and then we have some voicemails. Chaz says, listening to the show, I would tell Weasel to get ready for the colonoscopy. <laughs> Just did mine. That had to knock, they had to knock me out, but got a lot of pics of my nice, clean colon. It's my second time, but I would rather do it and know, mm-hmm. uh, and know than not, know, and, uh, not knowing cancer is raging. I am liking the show so far. Hmm, that's weird. Okay. Uh, anyway, thank you, Chaz. We appreciate that. I might have uh, cut off a little bit of your feedback. I think that's all of it, but I don't know. It sounds like it's, I'm cutting you off. It's incomplete. Uh, and that's in regards to or a reference to Weasel last week having his uh, first uh, prostate exam. <laughs> uh, our man, uh, our man uh, Big B from the IDS show, he called in and had this to say. Yo, what's going on, people? This your man, Big B, back again. Look, I'm uh, I'm trying to kind of live feedback in your show right now. Sort of like live tweeting, but yeah, live feedback. In. You guys are intelligent people. You picked up on it. Um, I'd like to say, um, first of all, um, big props on you, man, for giving the... Um, a shout out for the uh, prostate exam. It is very, very important <laughs> that us men, most we get up around 45, 50, get that done. I, I haven't gotten mine done yet. Um, I'm working on it. Got to kind of build up to that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was great. There's <clears throat> only one problem I had. I'm not sure I'm comfortable at the sort of ease and pleasure in your voice when you kept repeatedly saying, oh, people kind of like this. Hmm. I just couldn't stop thinking. People kind of like this. Not, oh my God, people like this shit? (laughs) Yours sort of had a tone of relaxation like where's this been all my life nigga you gay but hey whatever floats your boat as they say alright this is man Big B in Deep Show live tweeting episode 100 come out alright and uh who knew that Weasel's prostate was going to be such a hot topic? <laughs> the fuck? Right? Uh, well, he put it out there, you know? Uh, and uh, Baylor the Great, he had this to say about our, uh, our Walking Dead uh, hypothetical. He, 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 didn't, he didn't like some of uh, y'all's responses. <laughs> now, Charlie Bell, I will say this. Pretty woman. Understand this. You will not off yourself, okay? <laughs> you will not off yourself. You know why? Well, that's just plain selfish. <laughs> You're just being selfish now. Yeah. Okay? We need yeah, we you. need you to repopulate the earth. Indino. <laughs> six solid seasons of tutorial training, a blueprint that Rick, Daryl, Carol, uh, uh, Glenn, 
And hell, even Carl set out for us. It's a blueprint out there. Okay? Give me a butter knife. I can go to work on this zombie. But I will say this. You're not about to off yourself. We need you. And look, if you can't, look, if you feel like you can't go no further, if life is just too rough, you can't lean on me and Dino, and you feel like you just absolutely have to off yourself, <laughs> don't kill yourself by killing yourself. Kill yourself by hopping in that pool of zombies so you can distract them. So we can <laughs> right, make yourself useful. useful. Right, <laughs> right. We make you decoy. Yeah. <laughs> be zombie bait, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's basically what he told me. If you want to buckle, you get up and you buckle your ass right in that pool okay. with Charlie Bell. So you're talking can a weasel right now. Distract the zombies so me and Dino can get them. I'm like him so being the get it. up in a fetal See, position. I get it. Y'all got y'all can't. We could be the martyr so that you can live another day. Be heroes. I know you knew. But this is how I got to the go now. <laughs> Me and Dino can get you there. We can get you there. Okay, Kenda? Now, I will say this. I know y'all don't watch TV a lot. I mean, maybe Weasel watches more than the other two. But I will say this, ladies. This is an awesome show. Y'all need to get into it. I think it's... I got my wife into it. My wife doesn't watch TV that much. So it's an awesome show. Mm-hmm. I feel like if y'all get... Uh, if y'all get through the first two, three seasons, which oh, is very oh. important, <laughs> uh, you'll like it. You'll really like it. I, look, Who got time for that? I was going to say two episodes. After about 100 episodes, you'll really start to get the drift. Wow. Sometimes you have to get that. It's like you're That was like, rough. You know, just getting that last episodes. You'll you like know, it. portion of gravy and... and and sauce and, and chicken fat with that biscuit and just soaking it all up. Sometimes you need I'm that. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> so I will say this. I will say this. You, you guys are not about to off yourself. You're not about to kill yourself. <laughs> but I might but go get a biscuit, do, though. <laughs> you hop right in that pool of zombies so you can distract them so I can get Dino to right. watch in D.C. because he's light-skinned. <laughs> I'm in the middle. So that's Weasel. That's why we need you because you're darker than us. <laughs> Both of you guys is he light skin too? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like a left handed shooter. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Uh, we need Dino because he's oh, he must be on Taylor light skin. I didn't know that. Clearly, he said he's... if you didn't watch All Star Weekend, light skin clearly oh. matters. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, Kenda <laughs> and 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 Charlie Bell. Just check the show out so you can help Dino out on the show. If you want to talk to somebody about the show, you can come talk to me. But y'all, y'all, I, y'all I got two you. should go check it out, though. And Weasel, buckle in the corner. You got to be. <laughs> Look, you know, I'm going to get you to Washington, D.C., brother. It's BTG. Thanks for the reco. Baylor. Uh, okay. <laughs> Baylor the great. Thanks for the feedback, brother. As always, he stay feeding back the whole black mm-hmm. podcast population. Yay. That is a super supportive brother right there. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for some birthday shout outs. It's your birthday, so I know you want to ride out. Shout out to Myron Campbell. Happy birthday, brother. Uh, Brandy Alexander. Rakish Kumar. Trina Brown. Tell me where you want your 
uh, Daryl Firestone, fellow podcaster, straight out of low cash. Check those brothers out if you haven't. JC Rodimus, another podcaster. Check him out. Spider Web, happy birthday. Tiffany Ellington. Oh, yeah. This is Tiffany Ellington is the mother of Tia Tropicana, the first person who auditioned for this job. Okay, 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 yeah. So, yeah, she is. uh, So, she's a fan of the show now, and she is beautiful, just like her daughter. They got that mother-daughter thing going on big time. Hell. Big time. So, uh, wishing you lots of birthday sex, Tiffany Ellington. Um, Loretta Williams, happy birthday. The Diggy Diggy Doc, Dr. Dre, 51 years old on the 18th. Happy birthday, sir. And also, uh, Charm BR. Shout out to Charm. Special birthday wish to my homegirl. No birthday sex for her because she's a Christian. So uh, she's got to abstain. Publicly. uh, (laughs) In public. (laughs) Wishing all the rest of you all happy birthday sex from the Shiznit crew. And this brings us to a close of another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize... That you have choice in your podcast listening. We thank you for riding with us. We thank you for sharing the show with all your family, your friends, and your loved ones. Tell them about the Shiznit Show. Tell them about the Pod of Thrones. Tell them about the Red Rock Podcast Network. Don't forget to share the show on all your social media. And uh, with that, we will see you all next week with a brand new Shiznit Show for you. And for uh, Kinda Yagi, for Damon Louisa Stanford, for Charlie Bell, I'm Dino Red saying holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been... The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.